Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. All right, I always like to start with something interesting. And you might notice the next time you take an Uber, the driver's gonna be doing something a little bit differently. The driver's gonna be making fewer left turns. So why is that a big deal? Well, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 22% of crashes involve a car making a left turn at an intersection. And that's good to know. Oh, speaking of, UPS trucks almost never take left-handed turns too. And they've been doing this for decades for safety and also just to save on gas. They figured this out decades ago, way before consumer GPSs. And thank goodness for GPSs, because I'll tell you, I'm really bad at navigation, but it gets me places though. It really does. And on that happy note, welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all age to this. It's the Kim Commando Show. It's the nation's largest show about all things digital. It's your most trusted source. We talk about everything, all the gadgets and gizmos, what's left of your online security and privacy, if there's just a schmidgen left. And you can find us on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And of course, we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And to find the show, just search for my last name, Commando. That's with the K, of course. And if you want to support everything that we do, consider becoming a Commando community member. You get the podcast, you get the webcast commercial free, you get us to watch the show, and you also get access to our exclusive message board. So if you ever have any tech questions, we can help you out there. And to sign up, you get 30 days free. And we also offer military and senior discounts and service personnel discounts. Just head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. And I'd also like to thank our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women. And we salute each and every one of you. All right. Every single day, I'll tell you, it's kind of nuts, though, really. I go out to about 30 or 40 different websites, and I read all the news headlines. I read the left, the right, the center, uh, just to make sure that we're all up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I'd like to talk about tech news, things that are happening right now. And we begin with an item from, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy department. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg had the earnings call the other day for Meta, you know, formerly known as Facebook. And let me just tell you this, the company is in the crapper. They've sunk $70 billion into their metaverse, and it's an idea that nobody is buying. And Meta said it expects Reality Labs, that's the department that builds the metaverse. Reality Labs is part of Meta. Their operating losses in 2023 to grow significantly year over year. So how much have they lost? Okay, Last quarter, they lost $3.7 billion dollars. How do you lose almost $4 billion? How do you do that? This time last year, that quarter, they lost $2.6 billion. Wow. And listen to this quote. Meta has drifted into the land of excess. Too many people, too many ideas, too little urgency, wrote Brad Gerstner. He's the CEO of Meta shareholder Altimeter Capital. Now, Zuckerberg has lost $100 billion since last September. (laughs) These are just crazy numbers, aren't they? I checked the stock on Thursday. It was down 25%. So as of right now, Mark Zuckerberg is only worth $38 billion. However will he cope? However. All right, number two in our list is, oh, Google, what are you doing? Okay, it's a question that you need to ask and know the answer to. Is Google actually interfering in the midterm elections? Only a couple of days into the election, and we have two Google issues. 
First, a nonpartisan study, that's important, from North Carolina State University proves that Google's Gmail default spam filters, listen to these numbers, sort more than 70% of email from conservative Republican candidates right into the spam folder versus only 10% from liberal Democratic candidates. Right. 70% versus 10%. Uh, they, they also studied Yahoo and Outlook spam filters, but they didn't find this kind of level of bias. Uh, secondly, the Republican National Committee is suing Google, claiming that they systematically flagged the committee's fundraising emails to go from a 90% successful inbox delivery rate to 0%. Wow, on the most important fundraising days. So here's the bottom line. You can't trust big tech, can't trust Google for the truth when you're out there looking for your news. And number three in our list is, so what can you do about it? It's important that you don't let big tech sway your vote with their bias trending news and spam filters. Now, there are some ways to get independent, unbiased news. But first, a little fun fact for you. History lesson. In the early 1980s, 90% of the news media was controlled by 50 companies. Today, it's about six companies that control 90% of the news media. So when you're looking for tech without any type of spin, where do you go? You go to the Associated Press. You can go to Reuters. Um, I like the Wall Street Journal because I really like the way that the reporters tell both sides of the story so that this way you can formulate your own educated opinion. For a global perspective on things that are happening here in the United States, the BBC is a good choice. And aside from these websites, just keep in mind that you can also watch videos and have them streamed or cast to your television as well. Uh, number four on our list is Spotify will not remove Kanye West music, but you can. As you no doubt have heard, Yee, formerly known as Kanye West, has lost his empire over his anti-Semitic tirades. And everybody has dumped him, except for one company. Uh, Kanye West may not be able to recover. His net worth has been destroyed. He says that he's lost $2 billion in one day, but money's not important to him. Uh, CAA, the talent agency, dumped him. Balenciaga, Fashion House, they dumped him. Adidas, they make his sneakers. They dumped him. Foot Lockers uh, dumped him. Celebrities, friends, even his own law firm and his bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, they dumped him. They handled billion, uh, billions of Yeezy dollars. So they say they all, they all say that Yeezy is toxic. So, or pardon me, Yee is toxic. There's one exception. Spotify says they're not going to block Yee's music. Spotify CEO Daniel X says that while Kanye made in X words just awful comments, yes, it doesn't mean that his music should be taken off the service because none of his lyrics are anti-Semitic. But you can block Yee in your Spotify settings, though, and you probably should because, after all, Yeezy come, Yeezy go. And last to this, number five in our list... Uh, thanks for the chat, doctor. Do you want to play? You want me to do what? Do you want me to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, Wired had a great write-up about the rise of therapeutic tabletop role-playing games, shortened up for TTRPGs. <laughs> These are games like Dungeons and Dragons. By the way, it's the oldest in the business, and I looked it up. It makes about $150 million annually, and it's actually on the upturn because Netflix has that show, Stranger Things. It features Dungeons and & Dragons, and so 24% of the players now that played the game are between the ages of 20 and 24 years old. So anyway, in these TTRPGs, people who are in therapy, they sit around a table, they play the game, and they pretend to be fictional characters. And it works because the person is role-playing, and when they're role-playing, they're not really themselves, and so that gives them more latitude to really express their inner feelings. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, and I know what you're thinking. Tim, I've seen Stranger Things. All right, coming up in this jam-packed hour, we're going to talk about how you can use your iPad as a second monitor, a little 
fun fact, a little trick for you. Then, of course, we have our security tip that's all about how your smart TV is spying on you. Let me tell you more about that and how you can stop it here on The Kim Commando Show. Let's go ahead and dive right in with our great phone calls. Mike from Decatur, Illinois. Hello there, Mike. So I understand that Decatur is, it has a, a big meaning in the world. Is it true? <laughs> yeah, it's true. We, we're the soybean capital of the world. I'm not, I don't See, know if anybody knows, who knew? knows that or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't our, know our, that. I just our, saw a note at the top. This it's our, it's our, it's our claim to fame, and, and I don't think a whole lot of people probably even know about it, so. But we have, <laughs> well, we, we produce we produce a lot of soybeans here in Central Illinois. Oh, that's awesome! I love soybeans. Mm, yummy stuff. Give me some edamame right now. Um, okay, so how can I help you out? Well, I I've been listening to you on the radio, and I I heard you mention a website for uh, medical transcri- medical transcribing um, for for doctors, and I was gonna. I was going to write it down, and I didn't have time to write it down, and I was just wondering what that website was. Oh, okay. So, um, well, what I was talking about is it's a website by the name of Daily Transcription, and that's for folks if you are, if this is what the same movement we're talking about, where you can get jo- online jobs to work as a transcriptionist. Is that what you, is that what yes, I was ma'am. referencing? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it's... So uh, they have big-time clients like ABC, NBC, CBS, Bank of America, Harvard. Uh, you fill out an application, and then you prove that you have what it takes to do a great job. And many clients will expect a quick turnaround on transcription. So you need to uh, be able to finish jobs the, the same day that you start them if needed. Now, one thing that you might want to look at for your wife, Mike, is a dedicated uh, foot pedal. I don't know if I I talked about that, but the foot pedal is an interesting add-on. So when she's transcribing, instead of stopping what she's doing to go find the mouse or the trackpad to hit the button to stop, is that with the foot pedal, is that you just tap tap it, and then the audio will stop and start. So she can start and stop the audio right with her foot. Uh, And they're about $95 on Amazon. We'll go ahead and give you a link to... uh, to the foot pedal as well as the website, but it's tr- dailytranscription.com. And again, the, the USB foot pedal, it's really phenomenal if this is something that you're doing every single day, and especially if you're doing it for an online job. And if you're ever looking for online jobs, uh, don't forget, we have tons listed, legitimate online jobs where you can make some decent money uh, over at commando.com. Just search for make money online. And I'm sure a whole bunch of these tips will pop up. And Mike, thank you so much for your call. Hey, speaking about getting jobs, Amazon is hiring 150,000 full-time, part-time, and seasonal workers. Target is looking for 100,000 people. And UPS is looking for 100,000 people. So if you're looking for a job, just get your resume out there. All right, Richard in Brooks, Maine. Hi there, Richard. Um, I, uh, I have uh, rental units on my farm for uh, farm stays, and I want to run Ethernet cable to, to the units. Uh, right now they use Wi-Fi, but I'm concerned about security on my personal and business end of the on the system. And I was wondering if there was some sort of switch that I could have uh, in the system that would prevent people from getting access to my personal data through my own. So, system. what kind? Of, how are you getting your internet? Who's your provider? Uh, Starlink. 
Darling, okay. And then, and how many units do you have? Well, right now we only have two. Um, plus okay. my own personal place. Okay. All right. So, so what you're going to do with Starlink is that you you have to buy a twenty-five dollar accessory. It's the Starlink Ethernet adapter. You can buy it on their website, and you just plug that right into the Starlink uh, dish cable, and then which at that point you can connect a different Wi-Fi router. So the whole goal of this, what it's going to, the whole goal, Richard, is going to be you have two different networks. Okay. You're going to have your network that will keep all of your business records, everything that you and your family do on the farm. And then you're going to have a separate network that's the guest network. And the guest network is going to be used only by guests. So that this way we keep, make sure that everything that you do on the farm is completely separate from anybody who's just spending the weekend there. And we don't want any, you know, hanky-panky going on with the data and the cable and, you know, stuff like that. So if you ever... Yeah, if you ever look at the Starlink router, you you notice that there are no extra connections, right? There's just a spot to plug in the power cable and another for the dish connection. That's it. Unlike yep. other routers where you have all these different things. So that's why you need to buy the $25 Starlink Ethernet adapter because that's going to allow you to add a wired a single wired internet connection which can be used to connect the Starlink to other devices, i.e. another router. And so does it, is, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. I have the adapter. I just didn't know where to go from from there. I know I needed a oh, okay. sort of switch, but then I was worried about security as well. Yeah, so what you're going to do is you're going to add another router on top of the Starlink router using that adapter that you already have. And then you're going to put all the guests, all the guests that you, you, you the network, you're going to set up as a guest network. And so any guest that comes to the farm they're going to be using that particular network that's completely separate from your network. So since you already have the adapter, dude, you are like 60% of the way there, 50% of the way there. You just need to go ahead and buy another uh, mesh router, whatever you are using for your home network, just buy a similar router and then hook that up and then just follow all the instructions to set up the other network and then you'll be good to go. And don't forget about our other tip uh, for your guests is that if you go to uh, QR code monkey.com is that you can actually give out your Wi-Fi password as a QR code. And so in the rooms at the farmhouse is that you can put in a picture frame, just a QR code. And then when your guests come, they just have to use their device's camera to scan the QR code. And when they do that, oh, it's a beautiful thing. They sign in automatically right to the guest network. You don't have to give them a network name or password. Again, that address to make that QR code is qrcodemonkey.com. Just select Wi-Fi, and that's where you get that QR code. Hmm. And get Richard's farm address. I think I'd like to maybe visit one day. Thank you for your call today, Richard. You know, Starlink is fabulous. I will let you know. I have it at my home as a backup. But just keep in mind, fiber is always going to be better than Starlink. It is. It just has a faster maximum and medium speed than Starlink or any other satellite provider. All right. There's nothing like working with two monitors, really. I mean, I don't know how we existed without two monitors, maybe even three monitors at sometimes. Um, or maybe you just have like, I do like a really big iMac and then maybe you don't need two monitors. But if you're looking for a way to have an additional monitor so that this way you could put all your stuff on it, like your social media, your messaging, your Twitter feed, your news sites, whatever it may be. And then so this way you can get work done on one monitor and then you can just glance over and see if there's anything going on the other one. 
So you can add a basic monitor to your office setup for less than 100 bucks, or just connect your laptop to a TV. But here's a secret. You can use an iPad as a second screen on your Mac, yes, and even on your Windows PC. Now, first on a Mac, there's a feature called Sidecar, and it lets you use an iPad wirelessly to mirror or extend the display. Now, if you have a PC, that's where you use software like Duet. You download the app on your computer, it's free, then download the app on your iPad, but there it costs 10 bucks. All you do is just connect the iPad to your computer using a USB cable, make sure the app is running on both devices, and voila, like magic, you have two monitors. Hey, listen, you want to stay right where you are because more of your phone calls, we're going to talk about how your TV's spying on you too. Hey, listen, if you're a Netflix subscriber, you have something in your membership, I bet you have no idea that it's even there. The next time you're bored and thinking about playing a game on your phone, before you download one or, uh, heaven forbid, you actually pay for a game, just fire up your Netflix app. Netflix has been bundling games inside the app for about a year, and they're part of every standard membership. And there's no advertisement, there's no extra fees, there's no in-app purchases. So these are actually games that you can have the kids play too. Now, you will need to sign in with your login account, and the only catch is you need to have a device running iOS 15 or later, Android 8 or later, but there are Stranger Things, SpongeBob, A League of Nations stories, and yes, some free games. All right, Roger, you're up next. How are you today, Roger? What's going on? Hi. Hi, Tim. I am really honored to be on your show. I'm a big fan, and I love your emails, and I've learned so many different things, even from the idea of having a separate book to have your passwords indexed and everything, and that's really great, and also how to get rid of uh, and delete stuff as to where you've been in Google and even YouTube. That's a, you know, so, and it's a lot. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much tracking really goes on. Yeah. And I do all of a sudden I see ads come up because <laughs> I went to this place or the other place and, you know. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, hmm, is that a coincidence? Hmm, if it is, I should play the lottery, I think, because I might be able to win now. So what's going on with you, Raj? How can I help you? Okay. Um, I want to know what to do when your puppy scams. I um, went to this site called Classy Beagle, and of course they have these available beagles, and they're all cute. And I had picked this one called Luna. It was a female beagle, and um, eight weeks old. And I thought that you know it looked legitimate, but I turned around and I asked, "How much would it be in total?" to have this beagle okay. and I was told it was 450 for the beagle and $200 for delivery so it'd be 650 so I said okay that sounded good and I wanted to do that and so they turned around and they uh, said that they wouldn't take a debit card or a credit card but that they would go through Zelle. Okay. And at that time, I didn't realize it because, you know, Zelle is through Chase. Yeah. And there's I no, there's no was, guarantee. Yeah. I mean, once you send no protection, right. yeah. One, and you would think that with a big company like that, like, oh, if it's almost like, because you would think, like, well, on my credit cards, I'm only liable for the first 50 bucks, right? And then right. I have some help. But once that money goes, buddy, it's like, pfft. 
it's gone. And so how much should yeah. they so I so I'm I'm taking it from the story, Roger, that, that you didn't get the beagle and you're out how much money? Two thousand one hundred. Okay. So here's what you have to do. There's a website called the Internet Crime Complaint Center. It's IC3.gov. And so, right. and that's the FBI. They really do investigate uh, crimes that are committed on the internet. I mean, you may think like, because that's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, how can they really take care of all these people, and how can they really track everything down? When you know, they actually do investigate everything. So you file a complaint there. Um, you can also file a complaint with the BBB. You can also write a review of this website. Because odds are you might be able to help somebody else so that they don't get puppy scammed. It's a huge problem because especially during the pandemic, everybody wanted a puppy. You know, now I understand that a lot of puppies are going back to the shelter. So if you are looking for a dog, you ought to be looking at the animal shelters. Um, as a matter of fact, in my neighborhood, there was one person who said, like, oh, I, I got this dog to the pandemic. Now I don't want the dog. And they were I'm like, well, why did you get in the first place? So anyway, here nor there. Look on... Uh, Look on shelters if you do need a dog and file that complaint at the IC3 and then set up a blog post, do a Facebook post, Instagram, all your social media. Tell your story because odds are somebody else might be searching for the same person, the same type of beagle, and then we don't want them to get scammed either. Roger, I wish I had better news for you. You know, I got an email from a guy the other day. Sorry, I don't remember your name, but you received a USB stick in the mail. And the USB stick said that it was from Microsoft and it was an update. And when he plugged it into his computer, this uh, antivirus message popped up and said, oh, no, your computer's infected. What are we going to do? And so, of course, you had to call a support number. But when you called the support number, that's when it got kind of crazy because if you called it and he did – is that he got a real person. The person was saying, hey, I'm from Microsoft. I'm so glad that you got the USB stick and we want to take care of your computer and you just need to give us $99.99 to start out with. So bottom line here is if you get a USB stick in the mail, um, don't plug it into your computer. All right, this week we're talking about how your smart TV is spying on you. Yes, it is. It's called ACR, Automatic Content Recognition. And when you first set up your TV... It probably came out and said, hey, do you want us to do any personalization for the content? And you're like, oh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And then you go ahead and say yes, and then who knows where all that data is going to. Now, over on the website, we have all the steps to turn this off on a Vizio, Samsung, LG, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku TV. But there's also Samba TV. The company has struck deals with a dozen popular TV makers, and their software is on Sony, Sharp, TCL, Element, Sanyo, Toshiba, Westinghouse, Seeky, and Philips. They describe it as cutting-edge technology, a layer on your TV that understands you. So you probably already opted into it because they'll say, do you want to interact with your favorite shows, get recommendations, connect with your devices? Yeah, and special offers. The company's terms of service is 6,500 words. Who actually ever reads them? So on the website, now we've got all the steps to get rid of all those spying TV makers. And we're talking about... Just about anything out there, Sony, Sharp, TCL, Element, Westinghouse, LG, I mean, Sharp, um, you name it, it's on the list. Just trust me. So if you have a smart TV, uh, one that you've purchased, connects to the internet, that makes it smart, just head over to the website, commando.com, and hit the link that says Kim Show. And that's where you'll find all the steps that you need to make sure that your smart TV is not spying on you. All right, still to come, we're going to be talking about, is an EV cheaper 
per mile than a gas-powered car. How many times have you actually thought about that? I mean, you know, I thought about it myself with my Tesla. Me charging at home or in the super-fast charging station. Am I really saving money? Am I really saving money because I have an electric car versus a gas-powered car? And, of course, we have more of your phone calls still to come here on The Kim Commando Show. All right, Richard, you're up next here on The Kim Commando Show. How can I lend a hand? Hi, how are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Great. Great. It's great to speak with you. I've been a listener for a long time uh, and always get great advice either from uh, on air or the uh, website. So um, this is great to be able to ask my question. Well, thank you. What's going on? Well, um, last year during the pandemic, I started out with one Google Echo, not Google, um, Amazon Echo. Mm -hmm. And right now, our house, we have eight of them and um, <laughs> slowly turning the house into a, uh, a smart home. And one of the things I saw were these light bulbs that you can put outside and you can change the schedule on them, um, energy conservation, but you can also change the colors. It's very cool. And, it is. It's very cool. And, and they're great. So I tried them on in the house next to my home office where the router's at. They sync. The app worked great. I went outside to plug them in outside, and they didn't work. And I, I tried probably for four hours utilizing different family members to turn off and on the switch, and wow. uh, that got old pretty quick. I went through <laughs> a, a couple of kids and my wife, and after a while I was out there by myself going, why won't this work? So, I And can you, Richard, is, can you blame them? I mean, you know, it's like, Dad, come on, right? Yeah, I, I know. I, I was wondering what the neighbors were thinking. Why are they turning on and off the lights <laughs> for the last two hours. So um, my question is, should I buy a set of light bulbs that have the hub or um, do I get a Wi-Fi extender? And if I get a Wi-Fi extender, you know, do you recommend one over the other? Because they range in price from like $40 yeah. to $250. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, how big is your house? Uh, right around 3,000 square feet. And um, looking at the outlets that are outside, um, there's, Three lights in the front outside of the garage and then one porch light. But the router's on the second story towards the back of the house. Oh, well, that's the, you know, well, the way you said that, you know that's the problem, right? I mean, is that is that where the connection comes in? Uh, correct. Uh, towards the back of the house, okay. correct. All right. All right. So you got a couple of options. Um, when's, when, did you, when did you buy that router? Uh, the router um, came with the internet service so um it's uh, probably three years old now okay all right good it's time to get rid of it i didn't know if i can mention the name of the company, oh no so. you can you can mention it i don't care that's fine okay uh, xfinity it's a gateway x1 but i okay. think it's one of the first generation yeah okay so you can you know what you can do if, have you ever checked for any firmware updates on that thing i have not okay you could try that see if there's any firmware updates and basically, you just go into the router settings, and it, you know, as the administrator, you'll go in there and just download the firmware update. And let's just see if there's anything that they have put on that router that may extend that range just a little bit, okay? Uh, and okay. It's, it's always a good idea to do that, too, because if there were any, like, security issues, they would have blocked that. If there were any open ports or something, they would have – they do these fixes routinely – and it's not like, you know, somebody ever calls you up and says, you know, hey, Richard, just want to let you know, like, your router. <laughs> you know, so they don't do that, right? Okay, so that being the case, if you can replace the router, is that what I have in my house 
and I would love to get them as a sponsor because the product really, truly does work. We had them as a sponsor for a while, uh, but then they got bought out by Amazon, uh, is Eero. That's E-E-R-O. And Eero is a mesh network. Do you know the diff? Uh, correct. Do you know what it is? Uh, uh, yes, I've seen the product before, um, a mesh network for your Wi-Fi, and they come with uh, little pods. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you, what's great about it is that you go to the website, and they say, how big's your house? And you're like, oh, thank you for asking, right? <laughs> it's like, so this way, you know exactly what you need. You probably, with 3,000 square feet, you need the router and probably maybe two or three pods, depending upon if you have cement, block, or any type of metal that you might not need to get around. But as soon as you, when you have the mesh network, that's what's nice is that they, the devices will piggyback off of each other. So it's not like you have to have one extender that will do everything. And I think you probably would appreciate with the eight echoes that you have, which is a lot in one house, is that you are probably using a lot of bandwidth as well. And with the kids playing video games, right? Okay. So they're also consuming a lot of the bandwidth because that's what kids do now. So, um, correct, and, and they're older kids. They work from home, so everybody has oh, their see. laptop going. Yes. Yeah, everybody's so. going nonstop. All right, so see if you can update the router, and if it doesn't update, then really, I think your next best step is to look at uh, just replacing the entire network in the house. It's, it's easier than what I just said. I mean, it's not going to be difficult for you to do. It's really just downloading the app, placing it, and then you know scanning a QR code on the back. It's so easy now. And then I think you'll probably um, have a better Wi-Fi experience. But the only problem is that the kids are going to have great Wi-Fi, so they may never move out. Never, ever. <laughs> okay. Richard, thank you for your call. When we start talking about smart light bulbs, the LEDs can be six times more energy efficient than incandescent lighting. Now, the bulbs, they can last over 25,000 hours of use. Wow. Hey, think about – and talking about being smart – it's a question that pops up in my mind here on the show and on the podcast. On a cost-per-mile basis, by the time you pay for electricity, is an electric car really, truly cheaper to buy, drive than a gas-powered car? So to come up with how much it costs per mile to drive an electric vehicle, you really have a lot of factors to consider. How much gas costs per gallon near you, how much you pay per kilowatt, right, for electricity, whether or not you're using your home charger with your home electric service, or you're at one of those faster public charging stations. Now, fortunately, you don't have to do all the math. I found a website. It's called ChooseEV.com. Once again, ChooseEV.com. You just plug in the price of gas and kilowatt hour, the make and model of your car, and the site does the rest. So generally speaking, and I've found this to be true myself, an EV is cheaper than a gas-powered car, except, right, except if you use the expensive, fast public charging stations and normally those are located in shopping centers or along the highways. So in case you want to check it out, it really does make it easy. You don't have to figure all that stuff, math stuff out in your head. Just go to ChooseEV.com. Once again, that's ChooseEV.com. It is a lot easier charging the car at home, I will tell you that, instead of going to a gas station. So that is a, a big time saver there, too. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.